0: Hey, before we get into the podcast, I just want to remind everybody that this coming Sunday, June 16th at South Park Hall, 10 a.m., we're doing a Waffle's Bloody Mary karaoke party with modular synth sets. Yeah. At South Park Hall, it's for uh, one million tampons, who uh, I've been talking about for the last few weeks. Um, we're gonna get it, we're gonna get to know them uh, this week in a bonus episode. Um, but yeah, if you're in the Seattle area and you want to come help support a great cause and see some cool music, eat some waffles and have some Bloody Marys, and then maybe sing a little ditty, come on down to South Park Hall Sunday, June sixteenth. Holy shit, you guys! So I just got home from work and. I was going to come in and record this podcast intro, which obviously I'm doing, but when I got to my front door, there was this weird, this weird box and it didn't have like a return address on it or anything. It just said to Tim Held of Podular Modcast. So I was pretty excited to see what it was. Um, and I opened it up and there is some sort of weird vintage synth system in here. I don't, I've never seen one before. I don't know what it is. So I figured, um... I'd kind of like, let's just fuck with it. Let's see what we can do with it. And uh, maybe some of you listeners can give me some leads on what you think it might be. Um, it looks, it looks f- like maybe Russian. I can't, I can't make out the markings. It's, it's very strange, um, but I can tell it's some sort of modular system. I can see the modules in the front. It's not five U it's not four. It's not three. It's, it's, it looks almost like, like 3.75 U Um. So I don't, I don't see any like power switches. It didn't come with any cables, but, uh, let's just, I'm just going to start, you know, tinkering with it and see what happens. I'm going to take one of these, um, modules out. It looks like it has some sort of like primitive nurly type system, like a hand, like a, you don't need a screwdriver. So I'm just going to take one of these panels off and take a look inside. This is so cool. And Okay, now I'm not as excited. Um, it looks like a bunch of mold in there, Ugh, white fuzzy mold. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take another panel off. Well, now it looks like crystal, like crystal quartz or something, like m- mold and crystal quartz. Um, that's, I don't know. I think there were some markings on the bottom. I gotta be careful though. If I drop this, I'm gonna kick up some of that weird dust, and who knows what'll happen. Um, what does that say? Oh shit oh shit I just kicked up some dust and uh, <coughs> 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 oh man oh shit do you guys feel that oh man I feel I feel kind of weird <clears throat> that's probably not good that I breathed that shit in um, I need to call poison control or
1: something Do you guys hear that?
0: What am I doing? What am I doing? Oh, Oh, jeez. I hope Hannah gets home soon. I'm starting starting to feel pretty weird.
1: do you think that was that was uh, Whoa.
0: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> i mean this isn't I mean, so, so bad so bad i feel, I feel super feel weird, weird, but,
1: weird but i feel super weird but i feel super weird
0: just kidding i'm just joking <laughs> got you guys um i actually did get a package in the mail the other day though and it's from expert sleepers and i got this little mikey module which uh is basically it i can put an xlr input or a quarter inch input into it um so right now i'm running my microphone through little mikey and uh, spreading it around into my my uh, uh euro rack system so first up i've got uh it going into uh, disting uh a reverb, and I'm controlling the wet-dry with an angle grinder, which is one of my favorite things to do. Um, and before it gets to the disting, it's going through the dreadful filter from Tom Evans, and I'm controlling uh, that CV with an angle grinder as well. So, that's that weird sound there. <laughs> and then, um, the next one is through a phonogene. Now, <laughs> fat. Now, fat. And then I'm running it through uh, another disting and into a vocoder and running a, a line from the aerial list VCO from After Later Audio and running a sequence into it so I can... I think little Mikey is a really fun module, and I think little Mikey is a really cool little module. And so yeah, there's that. And then I'm running, um, I'm running into the chronoblob two, uh, the the ping pong delay, and I'm putting one of the uh the left channel into the mixer, and then passing the right channel into a Monsoon, uh, before I get. To the mixer, so let's see what that sounds like, and then I'm controlling the uh, time on the chronoblob with the Maths Channel One and Channel Two. So pretty zippy stuff, stuff, stuff there, and when that's all mixed there. together, it kind of starts to sound like this. And super weird. So maybe i just um, if you get a mystery synth in the mail, or if you're going to clean a synth out and there's some weird stuff in there that you don't understand, swatch out. You might uh, you might be buying a ticket to a ride that you don't intend getting on. Anyways, go check out the Little Mikey from Expert Sleepers and the Chrono Blob 2 from All Right Devices. Um, and of course, the disting. There's a bunch of cool uh, new algorithms for that, which we will be exploring soon. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening to my super weird patch about Little Mikey. Today's show is brought to you by Patchworks, and as you probably gathered by now. That's our lovely synth shop here in Seattle. Uh, they have a lot of community outreach through classes and events. I went to a barbecue at Patrick's last night and had a great time. Um, they do live events. Um, they sell used consignment and new gear, not just modular, all sorts of stuff. Um, rumor has it you can get a PodMod shirt there if you act fast. There's only a few. Um, but go to p-a-t-c-h-w-e-r-k-s.com, patchworks.com. Today's episode is a really, really exciting one for me. I got to Uh, It's always fun no matter who I talk to But most of the time I talk to people that I've never met before So we kind of have to get get a rapport going over a few minutes But this time I was with my buddies John and Michael from Tree Cathedral That's the band that they, are, the duo that they perform under And uh, Bleeps and Loops Which we are going to find out a whole lot about in this podcast Which is a super, super cool um, thing that they're doing And uh, it's, it's a lot a lot more involved than I thought until we had this conversation but I went over to John's house and uh in North Seattle And it was uh, it was cool The night before he had had a, a live modular show at his house So my wife Hannah and I went up there And hung out with our modular family And uh, I got to see him two days in a row Which was pretty cool And we were both a little hungover But he was nice enough to give me some uh, a little bit of mescal Mixed with some grapefruit LaCroix Which, a uh, little hair of the dog Brought me right back into the game But before we get into... Uh, learning more about John and Michael's endeavors. I said that weird. Not going to edit it out. Uh, that's, that's the nature. We're, we're gritty and raw here at PodMod. Speaking of PodMod, we have PodMod t-shirts. Uh, there is a PodMod, which is just the logo. And then there's Podmod Bod. So if you're a true diehard, you get the bot. You can go to PodularModcast.Bandcamp.com to pick one of those up. We're running low on them, and we are already out of sizes in certain designs. Um, so if you don't see the size that you need, email me, because I'm going to do an order. So this was kind of like my first trial run um, to see like what sizes and, and what designs are getting bought the most. So I will favor the next order. You know, with those, so if you don't see your size or model you want um or I guess logo you want, send me an email and we'll uh, we'll get going on that um I'd really appreciate it if you picked one up. I'd also appreciate if you'd go to our patreon and help uh support the show now, just recently um I had a Patreon subscriber switch their monthly donation from one dollar to twenty dollars. $20 a month. So instinctively, naturally, I emailed him and I said, Hey, listen, uh, I, th- I think there might have been a mistake. You, uh, you, uh, you did this thing and it's very, very cool, but I, I just want to make sure that it's not, it wasn't an error. Did you try to go from one to two and actually hit a 20, you know, another zero and no, he said, uh, he said it was an intentional and, um, he says, uh, I'm going to stay and put the energy out into the ether. Hopefully you get some new resi- uh, residual new donor karma. So Trevor Clark, I just have to create a whole, you are now inducted into the ultra mega super colossal cool kid club and you exist by yourself there. Um, but seriously, I can't, I can't thank him enough. I had to give him a shout-out. That's just such a generous, generous thing. And um, I'm not asking you guys to do $20 a month, but maybe one? I mean, think about this. Okay, you're out at dinner with your friends. And you're kind of between, oh, do I want another drink? And everybody's getting another drink. And you're like, hell, oh, I'm having fun. I'll get another drink. That's like 8 bucks. And how much joy and pleasure... Does that drink give you a few minutes tastes good you're socializing then it's gone and you don't think about that drink ever again but four plus hours of content a month of talking to some of the coolest people in the the modular you know in synthesizer world four hours a month what's that worth to you huh should i should I guilt trip you a little more I was raised Catholic. I got this. I got this all day. Um, But anyways, patreon.com forward slash Podular Modcast if you want to help out. And Trevor Clark, one more time. Thank you so much. Uh, This digital landscape on Instagram if you want to follow what he's up to. That's this.dgtl.lndscp this digital landscape. Um he posts a lot of cool videos of the the patches that he makes and uh yeah, he's a good follow. Um and just one more thing about the Patreon. Um I just did this is the kind of cool stuff that you get if you're if you're a patron. I just did a uh, a little podcast Podmod headquarters tour. Just made a little video. Um it's kind of silly, just showing uh, the random art and gear and weird shit around my apartment. Um got that idea from dj doug pound who has an excellent podcast called uh the pound cast um so that that, that's only for patreon subscribers also there's a tier where if you subject uh, submit your own adjective and noun combo to me i will give myself 15 minutes make a patch i'll record that patch uh with a video and put it on instagram and tag you and i'll also perform that patch and make a fully fleshed out track and email you the the waiver mp3 so there's there's more there's also just because but anyways i'll get off of this um yeah i just uh yeah i just really appreciate everybody who helps out it's awesome so I got my masters back for music to come down to, my new album from uh Nathan Moody at ObsidianSound.net. And I've been promoting his mastering service because I've I've got to hear his finished product, you know, through R. Benny and just, just about everybody making modular music right now. Um and there's a reason they go to him. And it was so cool to get my stuff back from him, you know, because if of course our Benny stuff sounds great, but I don't know what it sounds like before the process. So here I know what I've got. I know what my raw material is. I send it off to Nathan Moody and I get it back and it's just it's it's exactly what I wanted. It it really just it, it spread things out, you know, and, and really just it just made everything pop that much better. Um and we we had a lot of back and forth actually not a lot of back and forth. It was I, I gave him some some rough ideas of what I wanted it to sound like. And, uh, yeah, I think we had two, two volleys back and forth and and we were done and, um, it's really great. He offered me some, some mix notes and he gave me a really detailed explanation of what he did. Uh, so I just, it couldn't have been a better experience. And this track that you've been hearing under me rambling is actually from my new album. So, uh, this, this track is called Complementarity. Yeah. I had to name my tracks, and uh, I'm bad at it. But, uh, yeah, look it up. Complementarity. It's kind of weird. But, uh, yeah, anyways, go check out obsidiansound.net if you want mixed notes, if you want stuff mixed, or if you want stuff mastered. I highly recommend it, whether it's a track, a single, or an EP, or an album. Um, Nathan's got what you need. obsidiansound.net. All right, let's get into this chat with John Kammerer and Michael Voder of... Tree Cathedral, and Bleeps and Loops. Yeah. Um, John Kammermermerer. Yes,
2: hello. Cammerer. <laughs> it's pronounced Kammermermerer.
3: Yeah, it's pronounced however you, uh, however you want to, really, you know? It's Cammerer. It's Cammerer. Right? yes. Cammerer. That
0: is mm-hmm. some R's. And Michael Vodder. You got it. It's getting Vodder and hell in here, I'll tell you that. Oh,
2: my gosh. <laughs> it has oh, oh, Vodder. Does he
0: know? Oh, he uh, doesn't know. He doesn't wait, know. No, no, he doesn't know. I thought I knew.
2: I thought I, I knew something, but apparently I don't know. Vodog.
0: <laughs> John, John and I spent probably 20 minutes messaging each other back. Oh, he, knows, just, about, he knows about He that. Oh, okay. I, I sent him screenshots of all that because oh, okay. it was hilarious. <laughs> we were, yeah, we were messaging great. back and forth. Great. Wait, has he seen
3: the the picture
1: Vaz
0: Vaz. Yeah. That was hilarious.
3: I I changed it a little bit when I posted it to uh Instagram I put Vaz 2 Vodder Returns. Good stuff. Uh, so for good the listener stuff. we're talking about Michael Vodder's last name V A W
0: T E R. That is it. And uh yeah, we were having a lot of fun with that. So we'll probably do one. we'll probably do a, a name pun speed round at the end. Okay. Oh, um oh. I don't know, we'll see. So what I was thinking what we could do is uh, get each of your guys' musical background mm. um, individually. You know, as much detail as you want to go into, but cool, relatively, right you know,
2: quick-ish. What quick would you like to know? you want to start?
0: Well, I kind of like to let you decide what that question right. means to you. So do you want to start when you heard the first, like
2: when, did, when you found out that music was your thing? I was or? born in a small town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I distinctly remember, it like, plucking notes on my dad's guitar when i was like it was like one of my earliest memories mm-hmm. of just like the guitar being this magical object mm-hmm. and i almost like felt embarrassed approaching it like i was like <laughs> coming before like a holy thing uh-huh. <laughs> um so that that's my first memory and then i got into like perf- like performing and uh really using music, uh, when I was doing, uh, worship leading at my church in like middle school and high school. Okay. And so that was, I think that still impacts how I view music because I view it as like a community, like connecting thing and Mm -hmm. sort of bringing people into that sort of, uh, like spiritual vibe Mm -hmm. almost. Mm -hmm. Although I don't do the worship leading anymore. Um, and then I studied bluegrass at school and I was a vocal performance minor and then somehow got into synths i don't know exactly how or why that happened
0: was it guitar was that your main interest uh interest for a while yeah instrument and And then
2: into banjo did you get into banjo or anything like that no i just played bluegrass guitar okay i don't know why i automatically went banjo (laughs) well it's 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 an association yeah people yeah um
0: and then about the worship have you have you fallen are, have you have you fallen from
2: your faith oh yes okay <laughs> very, very <laughs> i was going to so say you didn't
0: see i didn't you didn't strike me as the type but i uh, i did. i mean i
2: still dabble i i enjoy i enjoy worship music mhm uh, i think partly probably just because of nostalgia but also i think it's a beautiful um it's a beautiful scene mm-hmm. really yeah because it's like w- music with a purpose mm-hmm. and a purpose that's kind of contemplative and meditative mm
0: mm-hmm. mhm all right, that makes sense. And then wait, so wh- how did you get into synths?
2: I really don't know, honestly. Like, <laughs> full. I, um, I think that it was mainly because I was procrastinating doing anything with my other music, uh-huh. and I just wanted like a new dragon to slay. And okay. so I was like, I just like put my guitar away and was like, let's get into synths. Okay. And what? What was the synth? Uh, my first synth was a Minotaur.
0: Okay. All right.
2: And uh, and then I got the Mother Thirty Two. And that was my my then my slow descent into modular
0: okay, so you you weren't like messing around with with synths for a while and then decided to get into modular It was relatively no. quick
2: for you well, and so the other thing is that i I've always been into robotics uh-huh. that was my like main hobby as a kid was building robots okay and so this for me, as soon as I noticed, as soon as i uh, uh as soon as I became aware that modular was a thing, I knew that it was going to be for me because it's just the nerdiest possible way to make music (laughs) and so and sometimes the most fucking
0: like long way around to get to what you want to do like sometimes i'm like you know i could
2: probably do this way easier,
3: but two contact patches (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: but no it just feels so much more real doing it this way
0: yeah i i feel the same way and it's hard it's hard to talk about i I don't i always feel like kind of I would feel really douchey if I really like laid it out on why I like to do it so much <laughs> because it's like I like it because it's hard and it's like I don't, but that's not it. I, I still haven't figured it out. I'm probably going to edit that part out. And every time I say that, I don't edit it out. So um, I thought it was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I vote to keep it in. Okay. Yeah. Right, right. um, and how long has that been? Uh, the synth thing. Uh, yeah. When did
2: you get? Couple born? years really. It was okay. it was when I moved to Seattle. Okay. All right. So part of it was honestly being in this scene or whatever we're calling mm-hmm. it, uh, here in Seattle, uh, and just observing everything that people were doing. Mm-hmm. And I realized that that was an outlet, like a musical outlet. So like, was it like modular on the spot and patchworks yeah. and just kind of meeting mm-hmm. people through, through that? Yeah. I played at, um, I played at some of the Mocato events mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then Mott's and yeah. I think we all met the same day.
0: I think playing mods we when have. we got rained out. At yeah. Yeah, Park yeah. That really. was my, that was my first show. Yeah.
2: And yeah. that was where John and I, uh, like re-met. We had met previously. Oh, okay. In, a in an Uber.
0: Oh, yeah, in a ride share? Yeah. Really? I was driving him. <laughs> oh, you were driving him? Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: <this laughs> and really I, I hadn't moved to Seattle yet. I was just visiting and, uh-huh. uh, we struck up a conversation cause this dude had his business cards, like taped to the back seat or whatever. Nice work. Did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always hustling. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah and so we struck up a conversation i was going to follow up and i never did but then once i moved then uh ran into him at patchworks wow that's funny
3: that is uh the universe was was N- yeah neither of us were into sins at that time like at, at the time really? we met i had just moved to seattle I was one month and they're living in seattle and neither of us are doing anything with sins at that time so... we just happened to <laughs> get talking if you're uh-huh. both from ohio so that's what i you know. thought okay i thought yeah. i heard
0: you mention that because i knew yeah. you were from ohio and i thought i heard you mention that last night john yeah. so um what part that that's weird it's too. weird right it's really yeah, weird it is <laughs> yeah
2: it's quite odd but then yeah it all, it escalated very quickly as far as the synths and like focusing on synths yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah and then so you guys well actually we'll get we'll we'll get john's story and then get into john's story into the the combined but I don't want to cut you off. Did you have anything else nope. to add?
3: All right, All right. John Cameron, Kammerer- let me spin you a tale right. <laughs> of a, of, a, of a John's music history. Uh, so, what really? So, I have a background in classical uh, classical music. I have a master's degree in French horn performance. That's pretty and, awesome. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I still like playing French horn. I just, I didn't really. Um, I didn't really connect with it as much as I did electronic music. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I currently have a career as a sound designer and i enjoy that quite a bit but where, where it all started for me was do you remember okay do you remember those like kind of homeward bound movies where like there was like a couple of dogs and a cat trying like they got i remember got lost. homeward bound and milo and otis which is this uh, yeah have you yeah seen that one no oh my out. god
0: oh. dude well, if you watch Milo and Otis, apparently they went through like a bunch of pugs and a bunch of cats for each Milo and Otis because they just like, I think they there's a scene where one of them goes over a waterfall and I think they actually threw it. This might be not true. But I have it's, no it's, idea it's, what y'all are talking about. PETA? PETA? Can yeah. You, uh, can, you, uh, can you chime in here, PETA? Yeah, it is. It is uh, it's terrifying. And then I think one of them got eaten by a bear or something. I don't know. Oh so, somebody who knows the story is listening to me and is like, he's getting it all wrong. But if you remember Milo and Otis look look up some of the f- the facts about that anyways homeward right. bound
3: type movies well yeah yeah <laughs> we were watching one of these in my mom's like old conversion van that had like a vhs player uh-huh. v- v- vcr a van v- with a vcr player van with the vcr yeah what I, it had one of those <laughs> like those old T- oh yeah yeah, no, yeah, oh, yeah for had to, like, sure bump on the roof you know I think we my were... grandpa had one my yeah, God, yeah yeah it was great um it was uh it was a really big fun thing yeah it was like a living room on wheels um and I was, we were watching one of these movies, and there was an instrument playing as an image. I mean, I was seven years old at this time, so I barely remember it. But I have this little image of, of an old man walking through a forest and some sound of an instrument behind it. I asked my mom like, what that was, and she said, oh, I don't know. I think a French horn. Uh-huh. And so the next, year, oh, yeah. the next year, I went to my school, and I was like... Like an like a, uh, eight-year-old, you know, in, in fourth grade, uh-huh. you're trying to be like, yeah, I want to play French horn. <laughs> wow. Where they like, and maybe start with trumpet. They, they tried to like, like we need a sax player. I'm like, cool, French horn. Yeah. They're, like, <laughs> they're like, are you sure you don't <laughs> want to play sax? It's really cool. I'm like, I would like to play French horn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As some little kid. And um and so, yeah, I, I played that for my entire life, basically. Um And I was getting into making beats and stuff when I was an undergrad, you know, really, really garbage crap on Ableton Mm -hmm. and, um, just starting when I was around 20. And, uh, and then from that, I kind of took this more academic, um, route and started writing, um, software for like, you know, music software using Max MSP, Mm -hmm. incorporating that into every performance I did as much as I possible, possibly could with the French horn. And eventually when I started doing my, um, master's degree, I was like really deep into it. Um, I was very lucky that my professor was incredibly encouraging. Um, a guy named JD Shaw, who is a—I know that name for some reason. He's, the, he's a really well-known horn player. Okay, um, he does a lot of like arrangement work with marching band and stuff too. Okay, which leads me into where I ended up as a—I have a career as a sound designer for marching band. Yeah. Now that you just
0: saying that to me like i cannot i don't what i don't know what the fuck that means so will you ex- yeah will you explain what that is because when you say like i have a career in sound design i picture one thing
3: and then you say for a marching band then that kind of throws a wrench in that it's, it does it's pretty yeah. it's pretty weird it's pretty niche it's kind of like this weird invisible world unless you're actually working in it i had no idea that it existed uh-huh. um, until jd got me involved with this drum corps uh out of california called the santa clara vanguard okay and i was their sound designer for two years and basically uh now i only work with high schoolers uh exclusively and basically every marching band show now uses a lot of electronics they use synthesizers they use uh, laptops a lot of them are running ableton and main stage okay um and they trigger samples that go along with their show so i don't do anything with like the brass writing or the percussion writing or any of that kind of stuff Uh uh-huh um but I, I create samples for them to perform and sometimes compose like minute to two minute long like little electronic compositions for them to walk on the field to and get set up, and, and
1: okay. then boom,
3: it goes into their show. And they're playing synths. I design a lot of synth patch, do a lot of work with contact. And this is your day job. This is my day. This is my I'm day job. I'm just gonna man. just say right now, this is now. my day and night and uh-huh. weekend and every time job. Yeah, um, I, I hate you. Um, <laughs> fuck you. And also, way to go, man. Good, good yeah, job. It, Ditto. Ditto. It's <laughs> weird, man. I just like. I just. I. Did not expect to be doing anything like that. I just kind of like stumbled in into something, and then like that first year, I was with that drum corps, which I was on tour the whole summer, on Miley Cyrus's old tour bus. What all over the country? Did that for two summers with this group. But after that first year, um, I realized there was this need at the uh, high school level, and I realized that it paid a lot more. So really? I to, okay. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, all right. And so I kind of really dove into that. Wow, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. And now, and, and then getting into synths. I mean, it was a pretty quick jump from there yeah i feel like if you're doing stuff with max then it's pretty easy and logical jump to get into to modular yeah Mm. my my very first synth is sitting right over there it's an arturia microbrute oh yeah Mm -hmm. i feel like that's a good intro synth it was it's great man i love that i love that little guy i don't remember what my first I, i i'm notorious
0: for getting pieces of musical gear and just like Trading them for something completely different, and like throughout my whole life, I've had probably forty different guitars, mm-hmm. so I don't Dang. know what my first synth was, but I think the first one that I really dove into was the CS2X, the Yamaha CS2X. I'm not, I'm not even familiar with that yeah, one. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's like what you'd imagine like two thousands trance to be made on. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cool. Like, right. and I, like, oh my god! I, like, I found arpe- arpeggiators. And like the latch, the latch oh button God, for an arpeggiator, shit. and I was like, and I, I was, was listening awesome. to Granddaddy a lot, and that's what that's what they were doing. I was yeah. like, game over. And then like the um, the microcorg was was definitely another also one. Awesome, great, awesome. Yeah, into. yeah, that was a good one. Um, okay, so you get into modular because, like we said, through like Pat, like
3: Max and stuff. Mm-hmm. Was it was it mods and patchworks too? That kind of. Well, it was. Um, what really kind of started getting me into it. I was already aware of modular and I was already wanting to uh get into the whole the whole thing. I didn't really know where to start. I was reaching out to people in this area mm-hmm. asking for advice on what to get. I spent I spent like 6 months planning out my my modular and like, you know, I had no I had nothing at this point. I was one of those people who just bought everything all at once, you know. Yeah. I, I, I know there's a couple different schools have thought about that, but I spent a long time and asked for a lot of advice and been like, yeah, and so I went and bought all of this at once and maybe like A quarter of that i still have Uh uh-huh yeah but (laughs) but really that was about a year and a half ago and um my first experience with this whole scene was uh with the seattle synth scene i went to a show at mokato okay and uh that's where um i met the lovely josh Lim. Mm -hmm. and uh and i I asked him if i could play one of these things and he's like yeah sure i think it was in march or something and Uh he's like yeah we got one in june and you know that's the aforementioned meeting of all of us here you know the first time yeah uh, the one that got rained out and was held at patchworks so i still have not done
0: a modular on the spot in a park yet oh really yeah that was and that was the one and i was so pumped to play and i was like i gotta get gasworks and then um then like last summer was all like wedding planning and preparation because i got married in september yeah and uh and now just doing the podcast it's kind of like i don't really have a whole lot of time do a uh, podcast while you're playing in a park. That's what I should do. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I have brought this and recorded and, and talked to a bunch of people, but I just never got around to editing that. But I I, I do want to do something like that. Um, so you guys meet and then decide you want to start a duo thing, or what was what was the idea there? All right,
2: so my original pitch was let's jam. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Start out slow. First date, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, I, we just connected and then started making the jams a weekly thing, and mm-hmm. then uh, we decided to play at Mott's, and we needed a name, and that's the story.
0: <laughs> and the name yeah. is Tree Cathedral. The name I is Tree Cathedral. cool. How, where, where did that come from?
2: I, oh, actually, no.
3: I, that was going to be that one project. Remember, that yeah. was, this was an, this is an unused name for a project of mine that I really liked, but it, uh-huh. didn't, it didn't fit the music I was making. Okay, so
2: we had la- we labored over and came up with a bunch of really bad names and couldn't really think of anything. And then
3: it's tough. And, it is hard.
0: That's why I release albums under Tim Held because I get <laughs> yeah. just so unimaginative. But that one's good. We thought it was cool because, um, well, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds cool. Yeah, it sounds cool, and it, and it, it evokes good imagery. Mm-hmm. And it's very Pacific Northwest-y,
3: too. Yeah. Right. We were kind of going, I mean, we were making a lot of just kind of, it, what would you even call this up? Like ambient. Ambient techno, but more on like the ambient. Melodic, ambient melodics, techno. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call it. And Tree Cathedral just kind of seemed to fit the vibe of the music we were yeah, making totally. at that time and
2: possibly still fits what it, we do. Yeah, so. we've gone in a lot of directions as far as what type of music we're trying to make.
0: hmm yeah you you told me the other night last night actually we had John had a great party at his house last night, so yeah. um I'm feeling a little rough today uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling fine, yeah, <laughs> yeah well, this miscal you just gave me is definitely helping uh-huh. um so you were saying that uh you you were you were somewhat worried but kind of excited about the idea of me recording the the uh, process of the patch challenge because you guys said there's a lot of swearing and yelling there's and a lot of just it's like, crazy because I don't you could neither of you seem like that type of person so I'd love to be a fly on the wall well, you're watching. gonna get to yeah. it. <laughs> just, just you of- wait till we start making music <laughs> fucking claws come out
3: <laughs> 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 no not I mean not really it's just um, I mean like you know like Michael and I work very closely together in all aspects of our life like we make music together we have you know a business together which we'll talk about I'm sure at some point here yeah. and um and we hang out, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, I think, really easy for each of us to like tell the other what's on their mind. Really, honestly. that's so
0: important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause
3: I've been in, I've been in a number of bands,
0: and um, my my uh, best friend Justin and I really like got a a good um, rapport going to where we never pulled punches, and we always considered what the other one was saying, but we would also be very honest. Like, yeah. no, that's not working. And if something didn't work for us that the other one really liked. It's like, well, if you're really passionate about this tomorrow, I'm going to, you know, Mm. I'll reconsider. But you also got to make sure that like, okay, well, if if it's no again, then, well, then that's side project stuff maybe.
2: We typically (laughs) just kind of keep iterating through ideas until there's something we both like. Yeah. So we leave a lot of stuff on the table that only one of us likes. Well, you guys have... It seems like for, because I've seen you perform together and I've seen you
0: perform separately, and the, those are all distinct things for sure. But I, I definitely see a, a through line, you know. Mm. I feel like you guys have what a is, similar. What is it? Yeah, what's <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess um, definitely, I, I, I don't want to word use the word ambient because you guys both, I feel like, put a premium on melody. Mm. and and maybe structure of a movement mm-hmm. of a piece rather than yeah. not being a swash of se- like right you guys just don't put a wall of sound up you like you present something that it seems fleshed out and and has movements to it that's that's kind of okay. what i Am I, am I off on that? that? Sounds great. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Man, yeah. You want to you want to write a review? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to make a fucking album first. That's uh, right. We do. Uh, kind of
3: so I promise we're halfway through uh-huh. it. <laughs> well,
0: people can hear your stuff though. On do you have like a
3: YouTube channel that you push? You uh, know, we do. Jams on yeah, we stuff. do. Yeah. We don't update it as often as we should. We did just put out. We just went and sat on uh, Michael's rooftop the other day and did a really cool little long, you know, little long forty minute jam session it was that, like a three
2: hour well session it, there was like, like <laughs> 40 good minutes so <laughs> we took yeah. that and put that on youtube um, check that out yes and then instagram is where we we actually update instagram right. okay
0: so mm. tree cathedral on youtube and instagram yeah yep. um let's see is there anything else you want to say about well I, I guess before we get to uh the business stuff i want to i feel like a lot of people get into electronic music from my experience if the, if they're from like the band culture, mm-hmm. they get into it because i don't have to oh you know, you know, as you as you become an adult, band practice gets hard because of scheduling, and then if you're you know if your taste starts changing you know like you get your your paths can diverge with who you're making music with mm-hmm. like that's what happened with
3: my last band it's I was in, literally why I got into electronic music in the first place exactly mm-hmm. yeah
0: so. I guess th- it is it is un- it is um, unusual to see a duo. You're one of the only. There's a couple other ones around, but um, were you? Did you guys have some trepidation with that? Like worried nah, about never. that? Never. That's good.
2: It was yeah. just fun. It was just <clears throat> yeah. more fun. And I think that it it allowed it gave us both some structure to have regular rehearsals, and it gave us both a reason to like figure out how to use a lot of. <laughs> these modules right, totally and, yeah know,
0: yeah it's it, it good reasons. just
2: adds like a social element to the whole thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which has always been a part of the game for me yeah and, um for both of us really so, yeah but yeah. i mean so because i mentioned the the worship leading thing like the the whole energy of that was me coming up with um interpretations of like songs that everyone was familiar with and then rallying a whole group of people to do it
0: and, i'm curious sorry uh, what do you think do you see some of that same stuff in what's going on here right now? Like, do, are you getting some of the, is you, are you getting the same itch scratched by what's happening with like modular nights in the, in I, the I scene would say here? so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the, the way you were describing the worship stuff earlier, I was kind of like, Oh, this, this sounds like what's happening here. Yeah. right
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think more, more directly I'm getting that itch scratched via tree cathedral because, um, we can, collaboratively create things mm-hmm. together you know it's yeah. just it's the social it's the social aspect of music which i think um brings it to a whole different level than when you're just by yourself
3: yeah it's you know it's interesting because everyone you know we've talked to some people and they're like well it's like how do you even play modular synths together how uh-huh. do you how do you have a duo uh-huh. how do you have a quote-unquote it's actually like, quite easy and it's, it's not it's amazing you know yeah it's easy it's um I mean, I wouldn't say it's easy. It's not as easy as like, you know, you sitting down on the piano and me picking up my French horn and making dumb stuff, which we do on our (laughs) breaks. Yeah, I want to see something Um, But it's kind of amazing to me that more people don't do this because I think that it truly does lend itself um, very naturally to to jamming and to having bands like, you know, trying to create something with these tools. It tends to be a... Very solitary pursuit for a lot of people, and I don't think that it has to be yeah i I've, I've I've jammed with Josh Lim from Motts he came over and we synced up,
0: and uh, definitely Ian, my old co-host we've jammed a few times, um, and then David Lutz, who before I started the podcast, him and I are we're kind of like we haven't worked together in a while, but he, I kind of consider him a writing partner. Um, we do very different stuff he never finishes anything and i finish stuff too fast so it's kind of a nice little mix um so we we've done some stuff together but i think i think for for me from my experience with doing those three different jam sessions that i just referenced i could tell that it was it would take a little bit to figure out like the workflow because we kind of just synced and then basically made our own patches we're not even there yet we've iterated
2: through so (laughs) many different workflows and now it's kind of just a free for all. We just, we, we give our, we give each other and ourselves as much sort of, uh, <laughs> freedom as okay. possible and just kind of randomly patch it together.
0: Okay. So yeah, just run me, run me through like the, uh, like just a, a an average well, tree cathedral. You get you just got here, okay. Michael, and you, you sit down and you set up. Well, what so
2: does the first, that look like? first I want to say like the major challenge I think is that, uh, when you're, when you're Jamming with somebody with with conventional instruments like my bluegrass days or whatever there are only so many different directions in which the musical conversation can go mm-hmm. it's like I have a guitar, you have a bass, and so like we're in these fixed roles mm-hmm. but for this uh, either of us could go in so many different directions um, the the main thing is just communication mm-hmm. and uh, we <laughs> i mean like we any we don't really have a system anymore. We've tried different systems we, and now it's just like let's try. sit down and well, I just wonder if we, that's we, something
0: that
3: naturally happened. But
2: well I mean, you know,
3: a lot of times we reference back to the very first times we jammed. You know, we liked mm. that music that was really, really good and just happened. And we kind of went back and analyzed what we were doing. And um well what was happening was a lot was, you know, I had some more of like the like uh, Melodic y kind of like uh, mm-hmm. accent type stuff, and you had a little more of like the well, rhythm and the chord. But see, so here's the thing we extracted
2: that- a system at the time. At the time, after, that, after those initial sessions, we said, okay, um, I am in charge of texture and structure, mm-hmm. uh, and John is in charge of rhythm and interest. And that was just in part, uh, that was partly because of what the gear we were using at the time. And partly just because that's what had happened in those sessions.
0: I like that too, because you used words. You weren't like you are in charge of drums, right. And I'm in charge of leads. You use kind of loosely mm-hmm.
3: definable words as far as the way
2: you yeah. were using. We don't. You have, do have to pick, pick a lane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And I mean, I think the where we've gotten to now is that we've the lanes are still there, but we can each use any of them. Mm-hmm. We just have to be aware of what the other person is doing. I mean, like if he's, if he's up there noodling around with some stuff and I'm up there noodling around with some stuff, then it's like, well, why? You yeah. Know what I mean, like, of well, has well, to yeah. kind of
2: change, fall, you
3: know? either, either fall back, get, you know, lower, lower in, lower in pitch, lower in volume, take out the movement a little more, you mm-hmm. know, just kind of, and, I mean, traditional, you
2: know, like working in, in any form of music that's. And I mean, that's another reason why it's more fun, uh, working collaboratively with modular than when you're alone, because then you have this, intelligent other mm-hmm. that is like uh providing musical um input and you have to adapt around it
0: yeah so how how has it um have you found that you've been influenced by each other as far as like how y- maybe the way you write
3: certain pieces like, or like like mm. maybe like a melodic- individually like like when we're not working together no, well
0: um i get well i guess how, have you, is, has there been any sort of like palpable difference in the types of choices you would make? Mm. I mean, I guess that's kind of an like yeah. There has I to mean, be because the answer is, yeah. So I'm else, just trying to
2: think of like an example. Um, Probably in ways you wouldn't really clock either. Like yeah, consciously well, there are things like. I'm a little bit more obsessive about like tuning, uh-huh. and really, I'm more obsessive about about everything. About everything. Yeah. To be perfectly <laughs> when you were talking earlier about the kind of like you know how
3: David doesn't finish or he doesn't finish anything, and you finish things too quickly, uh-huh. like that's a bit of a sort of a similar dynamic. Yeah. You know, honestly, I'm, I'm, and
2: that's a huge reason why this works is because totally. I get too obsessive, mm-hmm. um, and so it's helpful to have somebody who. It's like, is like good at momentum make
3: some you music know? man we're making music yeah, yeah you know yeah. like like it has to you know we got we got to finish it uh it doesn't matter it's fine uh-huh you know that's kind of like my thing is it's fine yeah and totally. he's like he's like no it's not yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we figure out whether, we where, where being fine is totally yeah so that's exactly what me and david
0: would do and and uh, there we uh we did 24-hour film projects so like if there was oh, a cool. there was a team we worked with um who they would just basically they would get the idea the night before they'd write the script, send us the script and be like, we need pieces that sound like this, this and this. And we had to make them in one day. And I think that helped us. It was like a a microcosm of how it would be if we actually worked on something that had some time, which we Mm -hmm. eventually did. Mm -hmm. And by the time we did that, we did have a nice flow going. Mm -hmm. And, And a lot of me being like, what you just did there on the teleharmonics fine stop fucking turning that knob right. and he'll be like no just hold on and then he would get sometimes he'd get to a place and be like all right you were right that was better
3: and then sometimes yeah. i'm like it was cooler when you didn't do you know
0: that's so. relatable. <laughs> it's very relatable
3: i think we've gotten a little better either we've gotten better or we haven't been playing as much we've, <laughs> we've been putting our attention in a lot of other places lately um so we haven't been like when we get together n- less often now are we just sitting down to try and make some music mm-hmm. um so it's it's either we've gotten better or we're not but, doing it as well, much right you're now. Gonna,
2: what were you gonna say? We got better at because my vote is we got better. <laughs>
3: I was no, I was gonna say like we've gotten a little better at that. Like we've got, I think we've gotten oh, a little better yeah. at both, like finding ourselves, you know, in the middle. Like well,
2: I'll... so, so like more in. Uh, so now we've started this business together, and so it's an even more complex uh, challenge, mm-hmm. you know, than just creating a patch. And, right. I mean, both are complex, but so it's really it's really nice, it's really interesting um, that we sort of honed our communication skills and our friendship on this Tree Cathedral thing, mm-hmm. and now we've launched into uh, Bleeps and Loops, Yeah, which is uh, kind of our focus now, and we, uh, we already know how to work together and know what each other's priorities are and okay. all of that.
0: All right, before, I, I, before we get into Bleeps and Loops, I have one more question about working together. Yes. How has how, being in a duo influence what you want gear wise Has that changed? Ha- oh yeah do you oh. is that something you consider more now well or first totally. of all
2: because each of us have opinions about the other person's uh-huh. rig <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: right mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah. so well it's interesting to note right now uh you the listener cannot see this but, but currently th- there are three modular synths in this room and they are a weird mashup of both oh, me yeah. and michael's <laughs> mess right now it's all just we scattered. don't we don't have our own synths right now we have some sense that we both use, um, but when we do have our own sense, uh, you know, Michael's right. We have we have like uh, I I don't mind, you know, uh, for one thing, I don't mind digital. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael loves his analog. I mm-hmm. mean, I yeah. don't.
2: Mi- I'm not a purist, mm-hmm. but uh, I but say, I see do a lot prefer... of digital stuff here in your <clears> room <throat> <rug> here. <laughs> 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 All right, well, yeah, I mean, i I dabble. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I
0: it's I I don't I think it's even. It's not even an argument to be had. It's like yeah, the, yeah. there's there's great in both rooms. Sure. Well,
3: here's the here's the other thing too. So I have this Stilson Hammer here, and I bought this module specifically so that me and Michael could do something with music. Like mm-hmm. we, I, I bought it because I had um I had a Renee, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really connect with it. I, I found it to be a little uncontrollable for me and for what I was trying to do, mm-hmm. and I wanted a. You know, we had, we had made this decision at one point. We're like, only modular, because we were trying to use like electron gear and other stuff. We're like, you know what? We're just going to stick to only modular
2: for a little while. Which, believe it or not, makes things a lot simpler. It does. I bet. Yeah. It does. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: But I, I needed something better, so I, I ditched the Renee and got the Stilson Hammer, specifically, which is amazing. I which love is it. so great. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that choice, too. <laughs> and then, I've I heard mean, great things. Yeah, no no Greg, shade Markle, to your Renee lovers. But.
0: I think Renee maybe would work better for an individual performer, too. Because it's it seems very, it seems like there's a lot of interacting with it.
3: Yeah, yeah. and um, to be honest, like I I just didn't use it as much in a duo and I was doing mostly the street cathedral stuff.
0: Uh,
2: the other big tip is the the dope for multicore.
0: Oh yeah, because, I think I want to get one of these. because yeah. I have two separate cases. Although I'm getting a needle We can cross
2: patch our cases without like having wires yeah running between
0: yeah that looks like a very useful just uses cat 6 cable it looks like Uh, Uh,
2: cat 8 ideally cat 8 yeah yeah. i don't don't
0: know if this cable is a cat 8 but this is cat 5e yeah they recommend cat 8 i've never even heard
3: of cat
0: it's new
2: cat 7 is is Available and wherever you get cables, uh huh. Um,
3: guess what? This Cat Five works though.
0: <laughs> it it
2: does. Yeah. Well, the but, only
0: difference is the tightness of how uh, the the winding of the pairs. And uh. The, well.
2: And. And the shielding, yeah, shielding. Yeah, ideally you want them to be individually shielded.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, the individual pairs are Mm -hmm. shielded. Okay, this is what I do for a living. So if you ever need like a really long Cat Five cable, I can.
2: Oh, sick. Yeah,
0: (laughs) man, man, we should have gone to you for that for that bleeps and loops shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
3: But yeah, these these things are are fantastic. Really, really kind of a gigantic upgrade because you know, like, yo, I'm 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 passing you some audio on one. You know, Mm -hmm. just like uh, we've done that before, where. He was playing. What was it you were playing? Like um, for the last show at Substation that you and I did, you were sending me a bunch of audio, and I was like processing it a whole bunch. I have no recollection of that. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was, that was, was there. That was the
2: Casio. Oh, the, oh that yeah. junky Casio we, we found
3: at a thrift
0: store. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. <yeah. laughs>
2: that was fun. Which so, honestly, I love <laughs> more than like a lot of my gear.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I found this Yamaha Porta Sound from like '82 at a Value mm. Village Ooh. one day. Um, yeah, I got rid of it be- on my quest to modular. I kind of sold right. every single thing I had to afford it. But um, it had this one voice that almost sounded like roadsy, like, like a really... But it, I, lo- I just loved it so much. But it was also really tiny. But yeah, it's weird I how the sometimes it doesn't matter how much it is or whatever. It's how much you can connect with a
3: piece of gear. Yeah. I found yeah. one of those port sounds and immediately circuit bent it and broke it almost immediately. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Missed opportunity. Yeah.
2: The connecting with gear thing is huge. I mean, so much of it is just like the spiritual element of connecting with something and feeling like just, you know, feeling engaged with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that honestly is the draw to modular for me. Cause yeah, you could make these sounds so much more easily and, uh, with less expense other ways but, yeah but i would just be bored and not actually do it
0: yeah yeah i can't do computer music like i just i mean i i used to use ableton but everything uh, everything that i made was from external gear and then i would use the computer to like cut up samples i'd basically make my own samples and just right. create right. Here, it, here, this
3: thing. is another big difference between um me and michael's workflow that kind of comes into play a lot with the trick thing is that like I am all about using the computer. Like, yeah. I do it for my job. Uh-huh. You know, I got I started with it. I I pretty much know Ableton inside it out at this point. And like, if I am doing a solo show, I compose the entire thing in Ableton and then put it onto modular or put it on my Octatrack. Yeah. you know, what I mean, like everything is composed on the computer because I get really, really intricate with mm-hmm. with what I am doing with my yeah. solo stuff. That last one I saw was pretty crazy. Yeah, that and that was entirely composed on the computer and then taken from that into the reason why I got into modular is the performance aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Like I, I am one of those people who feels very uncomfortable going up on stage with a laptop. Yeah. You know, I just am not about, I'm not about that. I, that's just for me. I got bored. I I had an APC 40
0: and I would bring like my MS 20 or MS um, 2000 and a guitar and like a Volca beats and I'd find ways to incorporate them. But yeah, like I did one, I did like two shows with just an APC and I was like, yeah, just, It just didn't feel like I was playing music. It felt like I was just like playing DJing back and a recording. Party. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm not throwing shade at that. It was just personally right. I didn't connect with it.
2: I've always been like – so I, I mentioned – did I mention the robotics thing? Mm-hmm. I was into robotics as a kid, and that's my day job now is I teach robotics. Oh,
1: really? I Where teach
2: – well, I have my own company. I Really? I, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fucking electrician (laughs) Um, (laughs) who has a dope podcast (laughs) (laughs) but I teach teachers how to teach kids how to build robots Mm -hmm. okay that's pretty cool and um I well I I started with just robotics camps when I was a kid I won Mm -hmm. this robotic competition in middle school and then uh people were asking me how to build things and one of my friends convinced me to start a camp and so now 14 years later uh there are robot camps. Oh wow! All across Ohio. Uh-huh. I'm no longer in Ohio, but they uh, but still you. Exist. But they're because of you. Yeah. Oh wow! Holy shit! And I do some here, and I have an online course uh-huh. that teaches robotics. Okay. But um, but I was going to connect that to this by saying that in robotics, I was always hardware first, and that was something that I. Um, It's like one of my core tenets that I, that I still teach to people is, okay, so there's, there's typically whenever you have a problem as an engineer, as an engineer who does both mechanical and programming, Mm -hmm. there's usually, there's a programmatic solution or there's a hardware solution, right? You can, you can create some kind of, um, algorithm that, uh, that compensates for a bad design Uh in the hardware and a lot of people do that and that's not a good call, like. So, I always teach hardware first. And so, somehow, I think that um, that's related to why I enjoy making music with hardware and kind of making the sounds on these devices and then not bringing the software in until mm-hmm. after that part's done. Okay.
0: Well, and all of this just begs the question when are you guys going to perform with a CV controllable
3: robot?
2: Uh, <laughs> Ooh, when are we going? Very to? soon. <laughs> yeah. Very
1: soon. Uh, it's it's
3: in the works when we tell you. Uh it is life sized. Oh right. what? I can't wait to see that. <laughs> All right, let's talk about bleeps and loops. What the hell is
0: it?
2: Bleeps and loops. What is bleeps and loops? Good
3: question. What what isn't bleeps and
2: loops?
0: <laughs> well, see, well, so from, <laughs> but, from but really. the outside, it seems like it's a concert series slash educational program. Ish.
3: that's that fair works. i was i if, if you're gonna you know put things in order of importance i would flip those two okay, With more, okay. Uh, more of an educational um aspect although we we do place a lot of emphasis on um creating events synthesizer yeah, events around that's mostly just for fun though that is a lot of, that's pretty much for fun like i've always i used to run a music collective for years and i just like loved planning shows and the reason why I, was, I did, you know, that little house party house show I had last night—that's yeah. kind of where that started. And I'm like, you know what? I just want to, I just want people to come over and like hang out and play some synths. Dude, and so we turned it into that was, another element. You yeah, know? I just got to say that was such a good hang. My, my wife and I both had a lot of fun. That's awesome. Was, yeah. yeah, man, I'm so yeah. happy you were to make was, it. I, yeah. I love, I love those things, man. I think I been like the. The, the best one i found the limits of people in my house yeah at this point <laughs>
2: the, your house yeah. is packed it was packed man <laughs> well, so the the events that josh and bradley host have been super inspiring for us mm-hmm. and for everyone in this community so we just kind of wanted to do something similar but in like a different like to take it in a different direction so mm-hmm we try to do things that are more casual and collaborative.
0: Yeah. No, I think, I think I love, cause Bradley and Josh don't have time to do like a third type of conversation yeah. series. I think having oh the gosh, two yeah. is pretty good, but having like a house house party, house show type thing
3: with a bonfire and, and stuff Super is, fun. Yeah. is well, that's, really fun. Yeah. That, that's just more of like a fun hang thing. The the yeah. leaps and loops events that we put on are larger events, not at my house. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Those yeah. are, um, <laughs> and those are the ones that are really collaborative focus like yeah. collaboration focus So, like we
2: people sync clocks and all get in the same key and then we have like the last event that we did we had people playing in four different rooms uh-huh and they were uh synced together in various ways so you could kind of walk around the venue and hear a piece that was evolving naturally
0: that's crazy that's
2: awesome it was fun. it was so fun it was yeah, honestly really fun. it was amazing uh just like i i enjoyed just like being there
3: Another one's coming up on the 22nd of this month too actually. We're June, doing the 22nd. same same concept, same place, four rooms, we got like 13 people playing or something like that. Mm-hmm. And where at? Cafe, Cafe, Racer. Racer. Cafe Racer.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. sweet. Have you thought about recording it and then trying to like release it in quadraphonic or something? Ooh.
3: Uh, you know, actually <laughs> we we were not as prepared last time uh-huh. for that it was the first one, you know. Um yes, we're going to try to do that. The answer is yes. I'm going to be really focused on at least getting um, the audio, if not some video, Mm -hmm. Yeah, but at least the audio from each one of those four places and yeah, quadraphonic listening party. That'd be cool. That would be really fun.
2: But yeah, so anyway, the bleeps and loops exists though to help people get into modular basically. I was
0: going to ask, is it just modular then?
2: It, we do focus on modular. I mean, for the events, no, it, we're open to all hardware. Mm-hmm. But as far as our mission statement and as far as our educational um, stuff, it is modular focused.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, for the online stuff, so for the we have stuff. we have a couple of different. Like I said, <laughs> like <laughs> I said, what isn't? We got memes. a lot of stuff. Going we host on. summer camps uh-huh. uh, for uh, high school and middle school kids as well, and that is those are music production summer camps. Those are not with modular. modular. Yeah. I was was going to with your guys' knowledge and all the, all, all the things, Mm. you know, why not? Mm. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's a very compositional, again, collaborative base. Like the kids are going to be, uh, working in, uh, teams, you know, they're going to be working together in groups of three to five, uh, people to, um, create pieces and Mm. then learn how to perform with their, you know, quote unquote bandmates. Right. Um, And of course, you know, like we said, modular is an element of that. Uh we're using other synths as well, hardware and software, trying to give a very like well rounded kind of focus. Mm -hmm. Um most of these kids that are signing up, um, they really want to make this a career. So have you done any of the camps yet? First one's come up in about a month, a little over a
2: month. Well, so it's we did a scholarship competition and we got submissions from kids uh because we were giving away free tuition uh-huh and uh it was so fun like uh, yeah that's it, was, awesome. it was so because we had them submit videos of them explaining their tracks uh-huh. and then we also had them submit tracks and essays uh-huh. which i just love the fact that people like wrote essays for me yeah that just makes me so happy and like
3: the music they did it was so it was interesting good. to see what they were into it yeah was it was really good one, like really dark ambient one there was some very very cool like trap stuff it uh-huh. was just it was fascinating to see what people who are in high school right now are, yeah. are, are like working
2: on and what that they're was, interested in. Okay. Yeah, that was fun. Cause it kind of, it made it real for me. Uh-huh. And also, cause as a kid, I was, I was submitting to all kinds of science competitions and that was like my day to day. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, it was really cool to be sort of on the other side of that.
0: No, this is super exciting stuff. I love that. I didn't, I didn't realize it was, I didn't realize I forget, the, the magnitude or the, I
2: forget why I brought up the scholarship competitions. I was connecting that to something.
0: Um,
3: I asked
2: we have, did had it. Had you done one yet? <laughs> we did
0: it.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> we did that scholarship competition yeah, and yeah. we got we, we gave away some scholarships and um then we're gonna be having the camp in mm. a little while. We have two different uh
2: two weeks. Oh yes. I yes, but also I remember what I was gonna say is that so like so the point of the camps is to is to create a a vehicle for sort of helping these kids to get into electronic music, right? Mm-hmm. And the scholarship thing made that real for us. It's like mm-hmm. um I it, I feel like it's easier to get it's it's easier to become educated in other um in other types of musicality, right? Like you can go and mm-hmm. take guitar lessons somewhere. Yeah. There's yeah. like a, there's a whole infrastructure built around guitar mm-hmm. and piano mm-hmm. and voice and everything. Uh but electronic music everybody just kind of learns on YouTube. Yeah. Which is frustrating yeah for a lot of people mm
3: -hmm. it can be really frustrating especially it's hard to like parse through the information i mean i taught Mm -hmm. myself my entire career on youtube basically Mm -hmm. yeah all the sound design electronics everything is from youtube but it took a long time Mm -hmm. you know to get to that point well and and
0: to give to give um you know younger people some solid tools having their toolkit before they're launched out into the real world Mm -hmm. is i mean that's just going to be so.
3: The, yeah. The useful. other I mean, the other thing too is that like, where is the like future strength of this scene going to come from? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's going to come from these kids that well,
2: are in high school right now. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. real talk. It's another weird thing about the Seattle synth scene is the median age is quite high. Yeah. Yeah. we'
0: old <laughs> oldies so Yeah. Turns turns out you guys out are probably money. some of the younger ones. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the thing is that's what I was thinking. It's like, well, you probably have to right. have that, a little bit of money, and that invest. is the
2: thing. Yeah. Is synths are expensive, especially yeah. modular synths.
0: Although the pa- there's some patchworks. Uh, employees that are holding down the the uh, the younger end yeah. and, and Milo, yeah. you guys yeah. are young. You guys aren't even. Are well, you in your 30s? late late twenties? Late twenties. Late twenties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I think I'm kind of right in the middle. I'm 35. So yeah.
3: you're probably you're probably about the mm-hmm. median. Yeah. You
2: know? Yeah. But uh-huh. it it's kind of an in, like most music scenes are comprised of teenagers. You know. Yeah. Like when they start out. Uh-huh. So I'm I want to hear like.
0: I feel like, of course, modular's been around forever, but just like the the way the the clashing of, not the clashing, but the mashing of digital and analog and all these different geniuses making all this different stuff, you know, your Scott Yeager's and your, you know, everybody. Yeah. Um, of course, Scott Yeager comes to mind because he's he's a mad scientist genius. That's. <laughs> um, I'm curious to see, yeah, what what these yeah you know, like. I started, like I said, on like a CS2X. If I would have started with this stuff at 15 and had somebody teaching me how to use it, what would I be doing at 25?
2: That's what I'm most excited about for camp because Mm -hmm. we're going to get to work closely with these kids who Mm -hmm. are quite talented. Yeah, and see what they make. I'm I'm expecting to get a little younger as a yeah. result. <laughs> yeah, honestly,
3: it's it's you know they're gonna really make us relevant. You know, we're we're, <laughs> we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna learn what they're into. That's you know, and yeah. then we're just gonna appropriate
2: uh, it. You guys really, are just really trying
3: to get your YouTube page
0: this, more followers. This is one
3: big
2: scam,
0: man.
3: We're <laughs> yeah, just, yeah,
2: we're, we're, just trying we're trying to, just trying to like figure
0: out. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you just, guys are wildly successful and you want someone to come in and teach how to how to. Uh, haphazardly bumble your way into making a podcast. I'm, I'm your guy. <laughs> awesome. Um, you'd, be Great. The, you'd be the first we go to. <laughs> um, so what does the online side of it look like?
2: Yeah. So that's our focus right now. And the idea is that, okay, so we, in learning modular, cause we, we both came into modular with extensive background in music mm-hmm. and technology. Uh, but it, you know, learning it was, it was, uh, arduous i would say yeah, yeah. and frustrating Still because is. you're wading through all these different um free resources many of which are great mm-hmm. um but you know it's a there's a lot of sifting required and a lot of a lot of wrong turns and anyway we're trying to shortcut that process for people by creating a, by creating a sort of a one-stop Resource for just like how to get into modular, mm-hmm. and just really simplify it. Provide all of the important information one place. Um, so it's gonna be like tutorial videos. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much like a course style. Situation. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, like masterclass. Uh-huh. And so that's why you're sitting in our studio right here, um, right now. We've got these light boxes. That's what they're called, right? Light boxes. Soft, box? Soft I don't boxes. Know. It's very, very bright in here. But pleasantly bright. Yeah. Yeah. We've got some cameras here, so we're we're multicamming it so that people can see our beautiful faces <laughs> in addition to our <laughs> glorious synths. Uh huh. And um, and then yeah, we're just we just patch things and talk and um, then
3: try to edit it and. Guess what? I'm not good at video editing. Oh my well I, <laughs>
2: he's becoming better by the hour. Oh my gosh. Learning Adobe, by uh, YouTube tutorials. Yeah, Adobe right?
3: premiere, just one more facet to everything
0: oh. I know. We need a master
2: hey. class on how to do video editing.
0: Yeah, maybe you should hop on Skype with Ben. Hey Ben Wilson. Meet John and, and Michael. You guys should chat. Ben can... hit me up. I need <laughs> I need help. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was you know, I was like talking with you last night about this, John, like and you were you were meant maybe it was maybe it's kevin we were talking to i was talking to somebody about video uh video production more we like well you know how you know how it is you I mean you edit a podcast i'm like yeah but
3: video is way yeah a that's a mountain audio yeah yeah <laughs> v- way easier Way easier. Yeah that that I don't know that wasn't that wasn't me you're talking to. I, think so I, def- I definitely would have just like been melting to the ground yeah. and just thinking about <laughs> it. <I> mean, my, <laughs> my computer cannot handle video. <laughs> it's editing. been a lot of work,
2: <laughs> honestly. It's been a lot of work mm-hmm. creating all these educational resources, and I hope that people are. Um, I, I hope people like it, um, but we, we've both expressed um recently that we're just looking forward to making music again yeah kind of yeah. kind of uh like working through this phase
0: yeah well you know and and you'll make music again and then you'll you'll decompress from all of what you're working on now and you'll be ready to do it again next year if it's you yeah. know if it's as rewarding as if it's you exactly. know if it stays rewarding and um mm. what was i gonna say uh i'm a good podcast host so.
2: <laughs> you are uh. you're wonderful <laughs>
0: How can people listening what can people listening do to either help or get involved you know what what are all what are all the steps like if oh, say man. somebody listen listening wants to get their kid involved mm-hmm. in one of them
2: well i would go to bleepsandloops.com mm-hmm. that is bleepsandloops.com
3: Dot com. <laughs> yeah we have a lot of information about the camps there we have a whole page for the camps just details what we are going over sign up information they can always reach out to us directly we get you know lots of phone calls from parents just asking details or parents and maybe kids who are interested wanting to know just about it you know about the camp any mm-hmm. anything that they have a question about want to talk to us directly uh we're always more than happy to chat with people yeah. um anyone in the community so that's that's for anyone who would like to participate in the camps um anyone in the community that wants to um get in any way like Uh, involved with the whole bleeps and loops thing, the events, the, the, the camps, um, we're always looking for people to play in these events, you Mm -hmm. know, I, I, and it's, it's any skill level, you know, any, anything that, anything that you're into, we, we'd love to have you. I love using them as a way to meet new people, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, The very first event, met, met a couple of very fine people who I'd never, never run into before in this area. And yeah. you know, feel like I've known them for a long time now. At this it's point. nice that
2: yeah. the scene is still at a place where you can give random new people a shot and just, yeah. Like, yeah. just see what happens.
0: And it's it's funny. It's like we're picking up more and more people Like just coming out here last night, just seeing more and more familiar faces show up. But then I saw, you know, I probably saw 20 people I didn't know. Last night, too. Yeah. So
3: that's, you know, that's cool. It's still it's still growing. It's, it's funny. Still... I, I kept seeing introductions between people that I just assumed knew each other. Dude, I was know? just, yeah, I was talking to Tom Butcher about that, too. Like, every time it's I'd go to Patrick, like, oh, you guys don't I, know each other? I just met Tom Butcher for for real for, like, in, like at the waveform party. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That was the first time I ever, like, said hi to him uh-huh. in person. Right. I'm gonna go say hi to him at the barbecue after this, I think.
0: And then, yeah. um
2: if for people who are interested in the online masterclass, mm-hmm. which is available not just in Seattle, but everywhere. Uh world the next one. question it yeah, is not one. it has not been released as uh-huh. of yet. So mm-hmm. currently there is no information about it anywhere. <laughs> yep. Um, this however is it. <laughs> <laughs> However, it will be released in the very near future. Okay. And so my recommendation would be go to bleepsandloops.com and scroll down and there's a way to sign up for our email. List, okay, and cool. then we will let you know.
0: And of course, I will. Uh, I will be letting people know too once that's available. Whenever mm-hmm. that happens, awesome. cool. Um, now, I don't know if this is a something you've thought about or if something that you want to do. Um, but I'll I'll put the call out if there if there are any manufacturers out there that are interested in this. Are you guys looking for donations of gear? To oh on? my yes. gosh! Yes, <laughs> yeah. Glad <Yeah. Absolutely. laughs> you mentioned that. Wow,
3: I had. I mean, like that. We want to have. Real, actual like gear for these kids to get their hands on. I mean, mm-hmm. they 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 don't get this opportunity. Like this stuff's expensive, it's you know. Very expensive. Um, yeah, yeah, we're we're obviously we're we're going to get it all ourselves, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there are any manufacturers out there who who would like to you know loan or, or donate to this cause of like you know <coughs> teaching these kids uh, some a little bit about modular and and synth electronics in general, uh, please reach out you we would be so grateful yeah
2: and for the courses too of course i mean mm-hmm. people uh, you know uh the people uh partaking of our course are exactly the kind of people who are trying to buy modules so yeah right and, yeah, so
0: it, it, it's a win-win for yeah for, I, I could see that and especially like um i mean it is hard for younger people to do it but I don't know if they're younger people with parents that can afford to live in Seattle. Well, They can afford to buy them a synth. That's, that's true. And also, here's the thing that's man. been our experience thus <laughs> yeah. far. Yeah. yeah. It's getting
3: cheaper and cheaper. You know what I mean? Yeah. There is there is just. Uh, it's like not it, Seattle. Yeah. Not no, Seattle. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's not, let's not talk about how much it costs to live in Seattle. I'm about to go start a scene in Tacoma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll join you, man. I'm going to start a scene out in the freaking woods <laughs> yeah, somewhere in go go Wyoming. To I don't know. Nice. <laughs> are there woods in Wyoming?
1: Yes. There are now. Oh,
3: yeah. Lots of woods in mm. Yellowstone. But, but they're nice. Oh, they don't yeah. cost thousands and thousands of dollars a month no. to live into. <laughs> no, it's it's yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, it, like the modules, you know, I mean, they get these this we got Behringer coming out with stuff soon,
0: or, allegedly, you know, yeah, allegedly. Uh, so the supposedly. price,
2: the price for modules is just going to be pushed lower and lower. Mm-hmm. It will be yeah, accessible. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, that's kind of, A lot of people. Uh, there's a, there's a lot. of There's double-edged swords and everything you're talking mean, yeah, about. That's about. not great for the um, existing
2: manufacturers. There's right, definitely some
0: existing manufacturers that. Do make like uh, a disting for example mm-hmm. yeah very powerful piece of equipment oh, that's I, under two hundred dollars I got two yeah. them right here yeah I, I've got two as well um, dope for excellent company yep. to get started with very mm-hmm. very and also a real
3: probably a great type of system to learn on because think, everything's yeah. so broken. Out. we were just talking about that earlier today mm-hmm. yeah, um, there's a lot of dope for modules that yeah. we're going to be teaching these kids on you know? yeah maybe uh, well, maybe
0: I'll donate my. LFO, dope for LFO too, guys. It was in my wife. It's in my wife's system right now, but she has not touched it. She expressed very little interest in learning how to use it. So, um, cool. Well, we're gonna look up an adjective and noun soon, I think, because we're at an hour. Okay. Is there anything else you want to say? Is there is there anything I haven't asked about or that you really were hoping to get off your chest during our chat?
3: Oh man, do you have anything to get off your chest? Oh my gosh, so much, but nothing that's appropriate for this. (laughs) They'll you know, try me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. I don't know. We. I, I think we're pretty thorough. Yeah, I was pretty you know, no. thorough. I, I, I feel like
0: I understand
3: Past, our presents, and our futures. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm gonna. I. Sh- I should have done this before. I got to find I'm, my random adjective. All right. I'm you looking know. forward to this. I am really excited. Yeah. I say. I've said this a few times, but it's so funny. Like creativityforyou.com. Creativity
3: for like is it for the number? Is no, it should, oh, it should it be. It should yeah. be. Uh,
0: but like a creativity site is called creativity for you Ud- oh, I mean yeah, yes, very creative. I, was, I, I just found uh, this this piece of gear that I use at work it's a it's a relay in a box a uh-huh. rib and the name of the company is functional devices that's that's the fucking stupidest wow. name I have
2: functional
3: e- functional
0: devices. devices as opposed to what well it's accurate to- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know <laughs> no, a lot I'm of
2: the the devices rec- are not functional almost our
3: oh, company just broken shit yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh
0: man. That's funny cuz the first one that came up is is functional ruling but that's stupid. Uh I don't
2: like That would that, that one. would put us in like a baroque direction. Mm-hmm.
0: I think. Mm-hmm. Uh hold on. Harmful gaze?
3: Ooh. With it's a Z. like gaze, it's G-A-Z, G-A-Z. right? Yeah. It's, pr- it's Pride weekend, man. <laughs> it's
0: it's Pride weekend. <laughs> 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 Maybe we don't do harmful gaze. <laughs> oh man. Uh there's nothing harmful about the gaze
2: mm-hmm.
0: of m- my stare is what I was. T- <laughs> right. Totally. <laughs> Dirty sympathy. Yeah. Ooh, I like that yeah. I like that That's one. I like that That's alluring. All right. That's got, that, just, that, just, that just exudes grit. Yeah. So you guys yeah. are going to be patching together. And we talked about this last night. I think, um, I think I'm going to give you 20 minutes. Instead cool. of fifteen, and All some right. people could be like, "Well, there's two of you, so maybe it should be less time." I, I think I think it might be a little harder to do as a duo, so I'm going to give you twenty. Could
3: be, yeah. I mean, we got we'll, we to. We'll take aside what we can get. So five, that's, that's five, cool. ten minutes for just like discussion. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't
0: wait to see the process. So I will stop recording now, and uh, let's do it. Check out this sweet patch. So right now. Um, I'm using the Dub Matrix from Logain Electronics to route all sorts of CV to all sorts of destinations. I'm um, using the Short Bus from Logain as well to drive a lot of uh, different pieces here. Um, I'm going to walk us through it. I just wanted to start it in its full form, but check it out. I'm going to switch off every output from the Logain Dub Matrix. So, this is the patch without any of the CV being routed through the dub matrix. Now let's turn that back on. So you can hear a lot more movement there. So right now what you hear is the, uh, that's the Telharmonic. um, I've got the one of the outputs just going straight into the mixer, and then I've got another one of the outputs going into the Kith Ruina. Um, I hope I'm saying that right. Kith Ruina, K I T H R U I N A, and that is from Noise Engineering. So that's what's giving us this nice. I'll turn that tone down. It's a nice, uh, nice overdrive. I just, I literally just got it in the mail today, so this won't be a proper demo, but I just wanted to use it. Um, really beefing stuff up sounds really cool so um let's take a little tour through this cv that i've got going into this patch um right now from the a channel i'm going into the centroid input of the uh, of the telharmonic so zero cv being engaged right now but let's just turn up this first it's a it's a vector lfo from the ornament crime so let's turn that So that's all the way up. Bring that guy down and the second one is coming from Maths so this is in the B nice slow slope going in there we'll turn that back down and this next piece is coming from uh, Maths Channel 1 and this is a much quicker uh, piece of CV and I'm using the, the short bus actually to trigger the Maths um, so I'm going from Iliana from Omi Industries into the short bus, and then out to the trigger input of Maths, and then into this here Dub Matrix. It's all the way up. Let me turn that down. Then I've got uh, just a, a regular old skewed LFO and a triangle shape going into the next piece, uh, the next input of the Dub Matrix. And then I've got a sequence coming into the, uh, the fifth input, the E input uh, from voltage block. But I have to start this up for you to hear it. Actually, yeah, I do.
3: So let's bring that up.
0: All right, so let's uh, let's blend these all together again. We're only using one output from Dub Matrix right now into the centroid input of the Telharmonic. So there's that that A input. Let's bring that B input up a little bit. Now the C input, and the D input. And the E, which is that sequence. So that's all the way up on that E. It's a little too much, but what's so great about this is it's got all these, these attenuators. You get this perfect little blend for whatever you're using it for, um, which is great because you know you're putting you're using five CV inputs, um, and then you've got these five outputs. So each one of these five outputs can be completely distinct uh, from the from the previous one even though it's using the same control voltage because of these, uh, these attenuators. So let's stop this real quick, and I'll turn down, let's kill the A. I've got the B output from the, uh, the dub matrix. I'm going into the, uh, the interval input of the uh, Telharmonic, which is, uh, basically change the, changes the chords. So let's just check out this first piece of CB. Now let's bring that second one in and of course depending on how I have the attenuator turned it's going to do a different chord so that's pretty cool uh, we'll put the third one in there and turn that down put the last one in there and then the e input which is the sequence, so I have to start up this uh, voltage rock again. <laughs> That's super cool. Now let's blend these together a little bit. Now let's see what happens when we put uh, this this A channel and back into the centroid input. So there's the same pieces of five CV that I mentioned earlier, coming out of two of five channels from the dub matrix into two different CV inputs for the Telharmonic. So we're already seeing a whole lot of variation within our patch here. Now I've got this, you hear this uh, kind of shuffly clicky sound. Um, that is the, the tip top one. And now I'm going to turn the uh, channel C from the Dub Matrix and put that into the CVN for that. Check out what happens here. And then that is running into the uh, into the ChronoBlob Two from All Right Devices. And then I've got the uh, channel D from Dub Matrix going into the. Uh, the left, uh, time division multiplication input. So let's turn that on. (laughs) And then I've got, so this is, the. this is in the ping-pong delay mode right now, this kernel blob, and I'm running the, um, the right channel into the dread filter from Tom Evans. Go check him out on Instagram at odds and Evans and uh, if you're interested in picking up one of these filters give him a little DM. But let's uh, take the last channel from the dub matrix E and put that into the frequency CVN for this filter. Switch on the A and B channel that are going into this bell uh, harmonic and get this thing back going. Pretty dark, pretty brooding, pretty groovy little patch. So please go to logaine-electronics.com. that's Logain-electronics.com to learn more about the dub matrix. I it really can't be uh, overstated how essential this thing can be to someone's setup. Just the, the CD blending and routing on this thing is so amazing. It's got it's got kill switches and the attenuation, it's just it's just a bonkers and I can't wait to really push the envelope of this thing and see what else I can do with it. Uh, the short bus from also from the low electronics, this ore combiner, super fun. It's uh, it worked really well with something like Ileana from Omni Industries. Um, my next my next venture into that is going to be using this Variegate 8 Plus and feeding all sorts of crazy gate sequences into it and see what happens. But I just got the Variegate, so that'll that'll be in a little bit. Um, Chronoblock 2, all right devices, please check that out as well. In the uh, the Kith Ruina from Noise Engineering. Like I said, this isn't a proper demo, but I just wanted to use it because it sounds so cool. It's that that low end, that, or not that low end, but that that dirt that you hear in there. Dirty sympathy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that was really interesting. This was a first for me to be able to watch somebody like well, to watch two people do a patch challenge. Um, and uh, yeah. I've got, we'll have some bonus content of that process. Cause it, I think it actually, I didn't real. I didn't know if it would be interesting to listen to, but it, it definitely was. It was really fun to sit and, uh, throw my two cents in, um, even though it was unasked for, um, but valuable. Uh, some of that are helpful. I, will, I will retroactively ask for it. Yeah. <laughs> Please give us your insight. So, um, patching under the clock. How, how did that feel? Was
2: it, uh, like a Tuesday, because
0: yeah. We mm-hmm. usually, I don't know. We- it, it seemed very natural just watching you guys do that. So I, I usually, I'm like, "What? What was that like?" And it seemed it didn't seem like you guys were too worried about it. No, uh, it's,
2: it was just our normal process. I mean, we usually mm-hmm. we work pretty quickly at this point.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean, really, uh, a lot of the times we kind of we don't we don't come unpatched to sessions. What usually is like, all uh, right. We'd get, rip it all out. Yeah, all we do We don't have to do. I feel like we just—it's trying to get to a certain point as quickly as possible because we're both we're both there. So, you know?
2: so my setup, my patch was actually probably best ten minutes in because remember i was like okay let's go let's go <laughs>
1: um, and then
2: and then i just kept met, we i just made it more complicated like cross patch things and which that made funny, it which is funny
0: because you, you guys describe yourself as a duo as the opposite and you were the
3: you were ready to go before john
2: yeah that's mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm.
3: i know i just felt like i needed to get a little bit more interest into my like into into my i wanted some more modulation mm-hmm. you know i really wanted to get some more interest in there because i said two voices you know i was sympathy he was dirty <laughs> that's kind of how we divided it up uh-huh. and uh
2: because i mean i don't know, I don't know if we uh, i think it kind of worked i, yeah, it worked. I, I liked I I it, it a whole lot i liked mm-hmm. our i liked our warm-up better than the...
0: well so that i i am going just to respectfully dis- disagree oh, okay. i liked how it ended up but i know what you i know where you're coming from because mm-hmm. i've felt that too like i i've enjoyed a practice more than the performance sometimes you know and then i'll listen to the recording of the performance and recording of the practice and sometimes i'm right sometimes Mm. it's kind of hard to tell in the moment
2: you know yeah but yeah it's just um obviously there's more pressure if it's if we're saying that it's being recorded Mm -hmm. we we typically always record everything anyway Mm yeah but um if we're saying okay this is a thing that we're recording then there's a bit more pressure to like keep the through line
0: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm Mm-hmm. yeah Well, you know that's that's a whole other thing. I could go off on a tangent of like the recording everything. Like sometimes I'll go back and just open up a file from a year ago. And sometimes we'll be like, I don't remember making this, and yeah. I don't know why I didn't finish it, because it's awesome. Mm. And then sometimes I'm like, why didn't I just erase all <laughs> What is this garbage? <laughs> I need to name my stuff better. Oh, my God. Mine's always, always like like super cool drums with right. four Zs or something yeah. like that. And <laughs> <this> 20 jam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like
3: St. Patrick's Day Tuesday or something. Like, like, well, these okay, well. are like
0: descriptive. Mine like seriously is always like some, some – f- there's always a bunch of Zs, like – Instead, that's
3: of relatable, S's? That's yes. relatable. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should take a look at how uh, how how Michael catalogues his. Uh, oh my God! You should look at the Hermon <laughs> What is it? Oh Z Z Z Z Zz one Z. Z Z one y three two.
2: Just because I don't have time to like click the little thing to name things, but right because
3: we use all that time looking for a certain sequence. Yeah, yeah. Because we have no idea what they are. We need to make a spreadsheet. uh Yeah.
0: Um, well, this was a lot of fun. I'm uh, I'm very glad we finally made this happen. Thanks yeah, for having definitely. me over. One more time, for anybody interested in uh, all that you do, where do they go? And bleeps
2: for what? dot For loops.com. our class on how to get into modular, and for events, local events in Seattle, and for summer camps for kids trying to get into electronic music.
3: Okay. And YouTube, Bleeps and Loops. YouTube, Bleeps and Loops. And Instagram, Instagram, Bleeps and Loops. Uh-huh. And the Instagram is bleeps n
0: loops and yes, the oh, letter
3: okay not and okay mm-hmm.
0: but a well oversight. i will throw <laughs> links up to all of it in the show description Lovely. to keep it clear and then tree Wonderful. cathedral on youtube and instagram yes, yes indeed sweet john and michael thank you so much for Thanks. coming on the show thank you. for being here but yeah yeah i'm gonna go to a barbecue at a synth shop
1: all
3: right <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds great <laughs>
0: all right let's hear dirty sympathy from tree cathedral What a time that was. I can't thank John and Michael enough for being on the show. Please keep an eye on what they're up to. And if you'd like to help out, reach out to them. They're doing something very, very cool. Speaking of something very, very cool, don't forget that June 16th, Sunday, in South Park in Seattle at the South Park Hall. We're doing uh, the Waffles Karaoke and Modular uh, event and Bloody Marys. There will be Bloody Marys. Um, for the 1 million tampons, uh, organization, we're trying to raise some money to help out homeless women here in Seattle. Um, I will be performing. Giselle Garcia will be performing and Cindy Reichel from Patchworks will be performing. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, thanks to the sponsors, uh, Logan Electronics, All Right Devices and, uh, Expert Sleepers. Um, we got to meet, uh, Kith Ruina, I think it's Kith Ruina from uh, Noise Engineering. This week we're gonna we're gonna get to know her a little bit better uh, in the weeks to come, and we got to. I think I think I'm going to just introduce you to the CVP1 from Logain Electronics as a little bonus here at the end, um, and then we're gonna we're gonna dive into what that module really does uh, in the coming weeks. So thanks for listening. If you want to help out on Patreon, uh, go to Patreon.com/slash Popular Modcast, and uh, I think I'm going to put a little bonus material from this episode up just for you Patreon subscribers. So keep a lookout for that. I think that's just about it um thank you all so much for listening obsidian sound nathan moody if you need some mastering go check that out like i said i got my masters back i'm so happy um yeah let's check out this uh, just one more little demo and then call it a day all right let's look at the cvp1 from Logan electronics uh think of it as a two-channel molt where each input has three outputs but the cool thing about this is each one of those outputs has its own attenuverter and if it's at the 12 o'clock position, that's zero voltage. If you turn it all the way to the right, it goes positive five. And then if you go all the way left, it goes to negative five. Um, so it can be very, very useful. Let's, um, let's see what we got going on here. So I got the angle grinder uh, from Schlappy Engineering. And I'm going to be using the wave folding inputs on this guy. Um, let's just take this first piece of CV um, and see what happens. This is, uh, this is a slope from Maths. So let's just check this out. Go all the way up. And uh, these wave folders, um, there's, there's no negative voltage to be had because everything is starting from, from the, uh, the negative. But if I move this slider up, then I go to negative. So if I move this slider, the fader, halfway up, that's, uh, that's at negative 5.
1: And then that's at positive
0: 5. I personally like starting at the with no with uh, no wave folding at all, and then bringing it up. So that's uh, that's the the maths coming from the uh, the B output of the CVP1, and then here is the A output from CVP1, which has um this has a vector LFO coming from Ornament and Crime into it. So that's a positive five. Let's move this fader up halfway. Now let's see what happens when we go to negative. That's back up to positive. Let's bring that back down. So let's blend these two and see what happens. So this is just uh, two different wave folding inputs on the the angle grinder. And we got uh, the channel 1A and 1B going into two different wave folding uh, from the CVP one. Now this grind input uh, this is the grind output right now that we're listening from the angle grinder. And this input, basically, it kind of acts... You can kind of get like a VCA. Um, of, so it's, it's kind of like a VCA that will control the, uh, the grind output. So right now we're getting the full grind output uh, with this, these wave-folding CVs. But let's see what happens when we plug this, uh, this second CV um, output from the CVP1 into the grind input. That's kind of cool. That's us set positive voltage. Let's go to negative. I like it a little more of the, on the negative side. Um, now, of course, let's run that into the kernel blob too. And let's put uh, the, the third output from the B side into the... The time divide multiplication input of the current blood. Oh, that's a positive, positive five. Let's go to negative. That's pretty fun. Oh, this is in ping-pong delay mode, so this is just the left output. Let's see what happens. One plug, the right output in as well. So much more fun. And then now I've got this uh, the angle grinder out going into uh, the the dual dreadful filter, and I'm using the last two remaining outputs from the CVP1 uh, to control the frequency. So it's a dual filter, and I'm uh, and then I'm gonna mess with the spread of this, and uh, yeah, you're just gonna hear some real funky stuff start happening. kind of using the CVP1 right now as a control center because listen if I go to negative voltage on all of these it stops the patch and I can slowly slowly start bringing that back in so I can start introducing a little here Logain Electronics to learn more about the CVP1. That's logaine-electronics.com. Logain-electronics.com. Um, like I said, hit up Odds and Evans on uh, Instagram. That's Tom Evans if you want to learn more about this dreadful filter. Um, Chronoblob 2 from All Right Devices is uh, its a forever module. It will be hanging around. Um, yeah, this was just a cursory look at the CVP1. We're gonna dive into it a little bit more, but I wanted to just do a quick and dirty and show you uh, how you can have some serious fun
1: with it.